Welcome to Jets Rewind. I'm Marty Shupak in Valley Cottage, New York. And I'm joined by Ray Clifford from Marysville, Ohio. Ralph Sharega, he might be joining us, but he is uh, in the midst now of uh, traveling between gigs. So I don't know if we'll make it. Ray, how you doing? Great. Well, my celebratory Jets Rewind mug and I'm having a a celebratory cup of coffee. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, not Irish coffee, right? No. Okay. But anyway, uh, just again, I just want to, I mentioned last time, uh, we got Ray involved in a group, Columbus, Ohio, a Jets group, which uh, is really panning out. I'm very happy, Ray, that you found a bunch of Jet fans there. And you'll see next week, it'll be growing too. But um, yeah. But I'll tell you, Ray, for the second time in two weeks, the Jets, they came back in a dramatic fashion. And to me, in nothing could beat that uh, Cleveland game. But in a way, for the long term, this game might have been more important just because it was Zach Wilson's return. And he looked spotty throughout the game, but in the fourth quarter during crunch time, he came through and Ray, I gave you a stat that I think his um, quarterback rating for the game was like a 59, yeah, 59, but his quarterback rating for the uh, uh, fourth quarter was 139.9, which is that what, that's what you want from a quarterback, Ray. So uh, I'm going to, just get your immediate reaction. Then I want to just uh, give kudos to a few players and a few players that I actually wanted to sweep out the door. <clears throat> As Ray and Ralph know, I have a knee-jerk type of reaction, and I don't really tolerate no, a lot. Not you. Yeah. So, Ray, let me have your uh, immediate reaction, then I'll go through some players. Well, first of all, I think this was a way bigger win than Cleveland because Cleveland – you know, as much as exciting and, and amazing as that win was, Cleveland was Cleveland lost that game. They handed it to us by doing everything possible they could have done wrong in the last minute 55. This game, we took this game. This this game we won. It was it was not a it was not a gift from Pittsburgh. We we earned this one completely. This wasn't just, hey, you know, you know, we lucked out or anything. We played a a solid game and not perfect by any means, but a solid game. And in the end, we, uh, we drove the ball down and scored and, and uh, afraid there for a second that we may have 16 seconds may have been too much that we left him, but it, <laughs> it panned out as far as, as far as Zach and his uh, QBR or whatever the hell they go by on that, the 59. Well, I can only imagine what it would have been if he had played the fourth quarter, the, the way he played the first three then, because he, you know, he was, he was great. I think uh, we talked a bit and my one concern about Zach, well, one of a few, but a couple is he, he seems to be holding onto the ball too long, throwing it to guys too late when somebody's already on getting rid of it the last second. I, he's got to get rid of it while they're open and able to run. The other thing he's got to, he's got to widen his view. He, he seems like if you watch, he doesn't throw very well outside the numbers. It's almost like he doesn't see outside the numbers on the field, but in the middle of the field, he's outstanding. His throws 
seem to be on the mind. He, he can hit tight windows, but he isn't so great. Uh, he misses guys. He, I know he missed Elijah Moore on one. He missed Garrett Wilson on another when he just never looked that way. Um, so he's got to go through his reads a little better and make a, a few better plays. But first game back, he's going to be a little rusty. They, they can work on that with him. I hope the coaches saw that too and, and kind of work on that with him and say, hey, you got to view the whole field and you know get rid of it a little quicker if you can. As soon as the guy's open, hit him so he has time to do something. Where, where he's kept, he's thrown it to him too often when the guy's right there and and taking the guy down right away if he hits him at all. He, he was a little erratic when he's thrown to the outside too. Yeah, Ray, and um, you know my feeling about quarterbacks is the seeing the field is the most important uh, part of the game for me. I'll, yeah. I'll give up a little bit in mobility. I'll give up a little bit in release and arm. I just want him to see the open receivers. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to throw some kudos because, uh, you know, I've been throwing Jets players under the bus, left <laughs> and right. I've been doing it on the Jets Rewind show. I've been doing it on the Jets Rewind Plus. I, I more or less put a guarantee uh, on Saturday. I said the only way the Jets could win this game is if Kenny Pickett doesn't come in the game. I said, if he comes in the game, it's a guarantee Steeler victory. And it looked like that for a bit, but thank God I was wrong. But a few players, and uh, I want to start out by giving credit to LaMarcus Joyner. I did not want him on the field today, and I thought he really came through. He made several big plays, and I didn't either. I, I was a little disappointed to see Will Parks was uh, inactive, to be honest with you. But Hey, he played. He played a he played a, a solid game. So maybe maybe he just needed a some time to get back into the flow because he he was all ready to retire after last you know in the off season and we talked him out of it or the Jets talked him out of it. So maybe he's uh, coming around. We'll see what he does next week. I I also want to give uh, kudos to the receiver Corey Davis who I've been on. He had an outstanding game. He made one mistake. Blocking guy in the back, which yeah. they caught. But besides that, yep. besides the catches he was making, and they were all big catches, he was doing a fine job uh, blocking downfield. Yeah, he had a big game. Yeah. Um, and, and the last player, and I'm not, he didn't play all pro. And I just want to say, I'm the type of guy, I like to stick up for people when, when, Everyone gangs up on a guy over and over and big time. And I, I was ganging up on him, but I sort of calmed down towards the end of the week because wherever I went on, on the radio, on the t a TV, on newspapers, all I heard was this guy, uh, Connor McDermott, how awful he was. And again, I don't want to say he played like a pro bowler. McGovern or McDermott? McDermott. Okay. Arnie McDermott. Okay. But he had to come in when Max Mitchell went out at right tackle. And except for the one play where he jumped, illegal procedure, mm -hmm. I actually thought he didn't do an awful job. He did okay. So it's kudos to him. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm happy for the guy, too. I really he got am. He got the one illegal downfield, which I thought was kind of a – chintzy call he, he he was blocking a guy about a yard down the field but oh yeah that's he engaged good. the guy 
you know, when he, when he engaged the guy, he was fine. He just kept pushing him. He wasn't, you know, to, to say he was a receiver. Right. Joke, Cause he was engaged with the guy the whole time. Yeah. So I, I think they really need to, you know, loosen up on that call a little bit when they're, you know, right. Kind of um, leeway. And while we're on that two weeks ago, I was on a kicking game, but uh, Greg Zerline and Braden Mann for the second week in a row, I thought they did, they did really well. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I don't know this is a, my, my Mia Culpa raised anyone else today that I've been getting on that you thought did really well. I'll say this also, I just want to add, he dropped two passes, but if you watch this Garrett Wilson, game in and gay out, that game out, this guy is, to me, he moves like Tyreek Hill. He's got moves like I never saw before. And I, I, they didn't say it, but I'm wondering, Ray, if he was a little under the weather when he got hit in the ribs from last week. Uh, maybe, I, I think it, had a little more to do with the fact that Zach's got chemistry with Elijah Moore, who had a lot, had a pretty good game himself. Um, First at, half, second half, he disappeared. Yeah, but I think they, uh, I think they rolled their coverage over his way more um, and took him away a little bit because he was he was more involved. But either way, even if it was the first half. I mean, if we saw him for two plays in the first, you know, four games, it was or first three games, it was a, you know, it was a lot. I mean, now, now if we can incorporate Garrett as well, more into the game plan and, and, uh, and plus Corey Davis had the, the big game. So I think, you know, shots were going to other guys, but, you know, he missed Garrett Wilson on a couple, but the other guy I would mention that, you know, everybody I think was ready to kill him was uh, Conklin. He I, thought I was going to say, too. Yeah. but he made some, Big catches, big catches on the game that the, towards the end of the game on that final drive, he made some big plays. So, you know, everybody who seemed to have troubles before kind of did things even in the either in the game or you know from last week to kind of make up for it. So, I mean, everybody was wanting to kill Conklin at the bar there when that ball went because it wasn't a great throw, but it went right through his hands. And oh then, God, on the interception to yeah. of Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And then I wanted to kill uh, Adam Archuleta, who was making Mika Fitzpatrick sound like Deion Sanders because he almost returned it for a touchdown. And what a great defensive guy. And the ball almost – it went through our receiver's hands and landed in his lap. I could have made that interception. Right. Now, I probably couldn't have run it back like he did, but right. I could have caught it. I mean, Mika, pretty much anybody Mika, could have. Mika Fitzpatrick, who um, originates from Jersey City, New Jersey. That's where my wife is right now. He's good. I like it. Oh, I love the guy. Adam Archuleta was going a little nuts on him. It was like, oh, crap. It wasn't that great of a pick. Quickly, Ray, let's just go through the scoring. We deferred. Uh, We held them after they were moving the ball a little bit. We scored a field goal. And I guess today, the second quarter, we scored a touch. They scored a field goal to tie it up. And then we drove the ball. Then we had that little bit of a Philly special where <laughs> Barrios ended up with the ball and threw a touchdown pass to uh, Zach Wilson, which was wonderful, Ray. That oh, was yeah. just a ph- phenomenal play. And uh, was, was everyone, everyone going crazy at the, where you were located? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was such a nice call and, and, uh, and he was wide open. So it all, it all, it just went perfectly. I mean, that, that was a great, you know, I, I don't like giving Lafour a lot of credit lately because he, he irritates me, but 
that was a great call on his part. And there were other plays where I wasn't. So a lot of the people were kind of uh, going down on his uh, play calling a little bit there in the second half, but um, you know, he, all in all, he was pretty good. I think, and I think, you know, Zach will be better. Even he wasn't horrible. I don't care what the QBR said. He wasn't horrible, but he, he looked rusty. He looked like he was a little out of sync and things. And, Boy, if we ever get an offensive line that's actually not pieced together for a few weeks, maybe uh, maybe everybody will look a little better. Well, Dwayne Brown, uh, they have an option of, of uh, him coming back to play, I believe. And I heard he's been practicing. I haven't heard what the latest is on Max Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Robert Salad. they asked him at the press conference. I guess it was about the two hours ago, two and a half hours ago. He hasn't, hadn't gotten a word. Before we were off the air, I'll I'll try to Google it, see if something came up. But I assume he had went to the hospital for an MRI, whatever. Uh, yeah. But um, listen, you know, from someone that looks at the glass always half empty, <laughs> Dwayne Brown's coming back against Miami. Yeah. Who uh, we don't know who's going to play quarterback. For somehow we end up getting by that game. Keep in mind that uh, George Fan is eligible to come up two games after that. Yeah. So maybe it's not as bleak as it seemed. Now we didn't mention uh, they made a move, which I mentioned on Jets Rewind Plus. I had said I had heard some people's suggestion they they move um, Elijah Vera Tucker to uh, tackle and to get uh-huh. Hedberg in as guard. And it, they did that, and uh, look, it, it didn't work perfectly. Uh, they didn't really, they, you know, right, the Jets, for everything you say about them getting some nice runs, they, they had too many negative plays. Yeah, they, they didn't run the ball well at all today, honestly. I mean, they had a play here and there, but all in all, that that running game was, I mean, part of it too was, geez, could we run somewhere other than up the middle for two and a half yards? It seemed like, I mean, the guy, one of the guys there, okay, here we go. First play of the drive up the middle, three yards. And there they go up the middle for three yards. You know, it's like, I, you know, I'm, I want to see LaFleur. I mean, I still don't see a lot of the little short two or three step drop and hit the guy right away passes. What, is, what about a screen pass? I, I don't see a screen. Don't see a, you, screen pass, you know, screen pass. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, now look, when you do a screen pass, everyone thinks it's easy, but you really have to have a quarterback that's able to sell it. Yeah. He's not doing it and hold the ball to the last possible second. If we, we remember last year, uh, Zach yeah. had a problem on, on short passes. Did he ever? Yeah. And but, actually, go ahead. You know, everybody has to kind of do their part you know the guys who are going out to block they have to hold the guy long enough to think that you know when they when they let him go that he, right. he got by him and so that they can sell that and then get out and block and you know everybody has a job but we don't even try <laughs> yeah that 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 kills me i haven't seen a running back screen or a wide receiver screen maybe well, some when week two yeah but one. I just want to mention when I said that, you know, Zach had a problem with short passes. There was one quick pass out to the right to uh, Garrett Wilson. I don't know what he was doing. He threw like a, uh, 
Jacob yeah. DeGrom, DeGrom a, Castro, a short hopper. A little in front of him. And he had yeah. he had no chance to catch it. But Ray, I just want to get back to the score because we had a chance to go into the locker room. Yeah. I had 10-3. And I guess it was a um was it a third down play again on that roughing the passer? Yeah, it would have been fourth down. Yeah. Yeah, third down. And and today's guilty party. It's like every week, right? There's another guilty party. Well, you know, back up just a little bit before that, that we were driving for a, a possible score and Zach threw his first pick of the day. That killed a drive that would have given it hopefully I, I think we were almost if we weren't in field goal range we were almost in field goal range he had at least three right and That's he threw right. that first pick yeah I think it was the same drive I think it was the following drive when then you know we had him stopped short of midfield but that that penalty right. but was- yeah but when when Carl Lawson who I thought was having a pretty good game pressure wise when, when he knocked down Trubisky yeah. I mean, I just started going nuts and I, I started writing down notes. And one of my notes says, fire Salah, no discipline. <laughs> what did these guys talk about at the film room? Do they, uh-huh. do they learn anything? I was just going nuts, Ray. This, and I mentioned to you after the game, this goes back, I guess it was the second or third preseason game when um, Quincy Williams on third down got a personal foul, knocking that guy out of bounds, which was yeah. no reason for that. This stuff has got to stop, Ray, and it keeps going on and on and on. And you know what's funny? The announcer, not just the stupid uh, penalties, but he said that the uh, Jets don't have a lot of penalties, but it seems their penalties are a lot more costly because of the timing of them. And I would say, welcome to the Jets world we all live in for the last 50 years. It seems like every time we've gotten in third and whatever, and we make a stop, some, you know, somebody will make a bonehead penalty. Um, And that was one of, I think there was more than one, but that was the most egregious one because it led to, you know, them getting a few points before halftime, which almost was almost you could say what beat us, but we didn't, we, we overcame it at the end. Yeah. But um, was there any doubt he was going to miss that 59 yard field goal, Ray? No, once he got past the line, I was like, uh, as long as, as soon as I saw it was online, I said, oh, he's it's in, I, I, I had no thought that it was going to come up short. I knew he had the leg for it. Right. Yeah. I just want, I was just hoping to see it going either left or right, but it was going dead center. Yeah. Now the, the good thing is we um, we went to the locker room ahead 10-6. Mm-hmm. It should have been 10-3, and we were getting the kickoff. But Ray, I heard a stat uh, at the end of the game. The Jets have been outscored in the third quarter. I think it's like 31 to three. Yeah. And yeah. it just seems that they come out flat. And of course, they get the kickoff. And they go, they just go three and out. And on yeah. the third, third down, Garrett Wilson dropped the ball. But I, I believe that I don't know if it would have been a first down, to be honest with you. But do you notice that when we come out of the locker room in the third quarter, we're just not oh, with all it? The time. I mean, we that's the reason we're outscored 30, whatever to three. I'm surprised it's only 30 something to three because it seems like whoever we play comes out and starts marching down the field on us. So, um, 
No, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. I if it's the play I I remember, I don't think he would have gotten a first down. Uh, I think it would have been short either way. Right. Yeah. But yeah. you know, that to me is, you know, I I don't know if it's coaching, but I I think it has to do with play calling. I mean, you you got to do something and try and you know make things happen. It seems like if if every time we're coming out of the locker room flat I can't blame the players because I don't think they're flat I think I mean you know when it comes to the defense then I kind of wonder what's going on because it seems like we do a good job holding teams and all of a sudden in the third quarter they're they make adjustments apparently and start moving the ball and I'm wondering if we make any adjustments why all of a sudden are our teams running on us better in this second and second half and especially the fourth quarter um, if we're rotating guys so much and we're so fresh, why aren't we? Uh, yeah. why aren't, and all I can say is it's got to be adjustments by one team and we're staying with what we're doing, thinking, well, it's working. So stick with it. Well, if they make adjustments, you got it too. So, yeah. Well, anyway, Kenny Pickett came in my worst nightmare. Yep. And uh, he started to drive, but then I guess he threw an interception. That's when Whitehead intercepted. But no sooner does he intercept than, um, that ball that you just mentioned goes off Kyle and Conklin's oh. hands. If it's Patrick. It was the first down too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it was brutal. Brutal. And they, and the, he, he turned out he was out of bounds. They thought it was a touchdown. That was but, the right call though. Yeah. You know, Kenny Pickett, he sneaked it in for a uh, touchdown. I'll tell you, I love Kenny Pickett, but uh, someone's going to have to wipe that smile off his face. Yeah, you score, you know, I mean, I just, it just something about it bothers me. But he, but, he, he took a, big shot and made one of his best passes of the day and he got up and I, I'm not sure what he was saying, but he was talking. <laughs> so well, he was talking. Yeah. He was talking. Uh, he was, he was, well, you took a shot and delivered. So I guess you got to be able to talk there, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he, he, he was, talking. he's a, he's a Jersey guy, by the way. Yeah. So anyway, um, they, they scored a touchdown and they're ahead. Um, actually, yeah. 13, 10, Fourth quarter, I, I, they scored first, so it was 20 to 10. And then the Zach Wilson show started, Ray. And the one, one thing I don't want to overlook, because we had to watch um, Joe Flacco for three weeks. Zach Wilson knows how to extend plays. Mm-hmm. And he evaded getting sacked a number yeah. of times and a few oh. other times. He knew how to throw it out of bounds. One time he didn't, he didn't throw it far enough. It was borderline interception. But uh, I'm telling you, if Joe Flacco's the quarterback today, there's no way they win that game, right? No, he, you know, he definitely was able to uh, extend plays and get out of trouble and, and run around. So Joe would have been nailed right there. I mean, it would have been a done deal. Joe wasn't, Joe's not that kind of athlete. So he's not getting anybody out of getting out any kind of jam like that. A right. um, couple times though, you know, to me, it was like, get rid of the ball sooner, quit running around to the last second and taking a hit. He, he took one in the first half and got kind of, they rolled him back. And if you saw the replay, I'm like amazing. Cause that was the same knee and it was kind of under him and, and it didn't, you know, he got up fine, but I was like, Jesus, that looked like, that could have done some damage. He's just got to take care of himself. Get rid of the ball if it ain't. Right. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. To me, he looked a lot like um, 
what's his name from last week? Um, Joe Burrow. The yeah. way they just missed getting him and he was oh, able yeah. to evade people. It's so important or it just gives you such a little bit of an edge when you have that um, scrambling ability, which is amazing. I just want to go through their last drive, the Jets, because I heard something interesting. I, I was actually, Ray, when, I'm going to start talking about it, but um, the, it was 12 plays. It started on the Jets, 35, went 70 yards, took a total of three minutes and 18 seconds. First pass was a short middle pass to Corey Davis for 15 yards. A run to Brees Hall for minus two. A short pass the middle to Brees Hall for six yards. An eight-yard pass over the middle to Tyler Conklin, uh, eight yards. Ten-yard uh, penalty, uh, Corey Davis illegal block above the waist. That was his only mistake of the day. Then there was an 11-yard pass to Michael Carter. Mm -hmm. And then this was a key. This was great. 17-yard pass, a deep right side to Corey Davis, Ray. Yeah. What was your feeling when you saw that play? Oh, well, just that it was a, a nice throw and and uh, and Davis held on. I was just like, that was just, uh, yeah, that to me is when I started feeling like, okay, we might, uh, we might have something going here. And, and but Again, everything, if you notice on all those plays, the pass plays, everything was to the more or less to the middle of the field from the hash marks in, not not really to the sidelines. And and so what I want to see improvement out of Zach is that he's seeing the whole field and and because he's he missed some guys towards the sideline that were open. But that that was a huge throw at a huge moment. And uh, and it was on the money. Davis made another nice catch. I, you know, I, I couldn't have been more thrilled at that point. I'm just like, okay, we're driving. Let's get, you know, we could have, you know, had to settle for a field goal, but any points was my whole thing. Get points at this point so that we, you know, have a shot because if we didn't score something, we were done. I had no confidence we were going to win in overtime. No, no, and, not at all. And apparently Zach Wilson came into the huddle during that drive. I don't know which play. And he said, he said, I want to score an effing touchdown. Which is good. It shows leadership. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> yeah, which is good. But what's yeah. interesting, I heard Robert Sala, because I started screaming when uh, they started moving the ball, call time. Because I thought they were letting too much time run off. But which he time? Said, the time on the winning drive? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. And I was wrong, and you were right. And he said, they asked him, and he said, no, I was talking to Mike LaFleur, and we didn't want to leave too much time left. On no, the exactly. They had two timeouts left, and when they got down around, what was it, the, the three-yard line, and they were letting it run, a couple of the ones in the bar, like, timeout time. I'm like, no, let it run. You, you we were got right. two timeouts. We can do anything we want. You were right. And they, if we they, have to settle for a field goal, we're fine, but I didn't want, I, I thought the same thing. I don't want to leave them 50, right. 40, 50 seconds. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was close too, but um, it, it worked out anyway. Air, after the uh, 70 yard pass to Davis, there was a five yard run. Michael Carter left guard. It actually was a, like basically very uh, up tempo. Mm -hmm. And after that, it was a uh, six yard run. Michael Carter on left tackle, 
then a uh, seven-yard run to Brees Hall, and then the touchdown. Ray, why don't you describe that? Because you actually were one of the few people you were very confident in the uh, touchdown. It went to me very clearly when he went that he stuck his hand out and stuck the ball over the over the goal line. So then they said it was a fumble, and everybody was there, and I said, it doesn't matter. Plays over. He scored. And they're like, no, he – one would say, no, he didn't. The other said, I don't know. And, and, uh, but then we recovered luckily. So it didn't matter. It was either we had the ball at the one, I think still, or, or it was a touchdown. It was one or the other. And being inside of two minutes, we didn't have to throw a challenge flag and, and risk a timeout or anything. We just, uh, it was a review from up in the booth because it's and, the last two minutes, right? Yep, last two minutes. And you could see right before that ball gets knocked out of his hand, the first part of the ball, maybe only a few inches of the front tip of the ball, was over that white line. And it was, you know, but then they went to commercial. I thought, they'll come back and tell us. <laughs> you know, we never seem to get the luck of that. But I hate that. As we came back, the guy's raising his hand, yeah. saying touchdown. I was but, like, awesome. Right. I, I want to ask you this. You – saw it in real time and knew it was a touchdown? I thought when when it was in fast motion and he stuck his hand out, I thought, you know, I I didn't see it get hit out even right away. I thought I saw him stick his hand out and I knew that he got it over the goal line. The only thing I wanted to see from the replay was, well, what at what point did they knock it out of his hand? And so they were saying, no, he didn't get it there in time. I said, I thought he did. Right. But once we recovered, I knew it, it didn't matter one way or the other. It was still going to be our ball, and we were still on the one, and we had two timeouts. You know, we could have used one of the timeouts. You know, it's good that it has to be reviewed because yeah. in my mind, first of all, I couldn't see it. Your eyes are quicker than mine. But I, I was I more where his hand was. I mean, I couldn't see the ball for sure. It, it, it was, was a fast to, move. To me, there was, there was absolutely no way that the referees – could make an exact call like that in no, real time. They, it, and it was, they did the right thing. They let it they did the right out. thing. And and there was no argument from Tomlin. So I, no. I think it was, it was good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we, we uh, kicked off. They, they completed a pass and they tried that Hail Mary. We had another interception. I got to tell you Joiner that. Joiner again. <laughs> I'm sorry? Joiner. Joiner again. Yeah, he had a great <laughs> game. This uh, George Pickens, boy, that guy's some ball player. He's got yeah. such a wide span. Yeah. A couple of things, Ray. And we were texting to each other. I, I don't know what it is. Everyone says this guy is going to be uh, all pro for the next 10 years, whatever. There are times I'm looking at Source Gardner, and he looks like disengaged. Like there was a time today there was a play. He was like a spectator. I thought he should have went in and hit the pile at least. Am I overreacting to that? No, I don't think you're overreacting. I, you know, on the one play that really bothered me was he looked like he was playing two-hand tag. The guy ran by him and he just gave him like a shove from the side. It didn't even didn't even try to tackle him. He just gave him a shove like he was going to knock him over. And luckily there were two other guys there that that took him down at the same time, you know, right around the time he shoved him. But had they not been, he'd have been still running down the field. I'm like, is this 
is this uh Deion Sanders part two? He he can you know he's a great cover guy, but he doesn't like to tackle anybody. And I, I, I I'm, hope not. I'm a little nervous about that. Yeah. So am I. I mean, you know, everyone is every week I hear all these incredible compliments and I see he's got some great ability, but great cover. Certain, uh, there are certain things I see about Source Gardner. Number one, I'm not crazy about. Yeah. So well, anyway, Ray, we are um, yeah. we're two and two. And if you wait a second, I will Go back and see who won the uh, Patriot Green Bay game because I think it was tied at one time. It was tied and then the Green Bay oh, was ahead and then the Patriots took the lead back. They're, they're in overtime, 24-24, 6.47 to go. We'll probably sign off, go right to the TV. Ray, we're going to be back on the air Thursday and we yeah. will be hosting next Sunday your favorite team in the division besides the Jets, the Miami Fish Dolphins. I know you love that team. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, hey, listen, make sure everyone try to give us a thumbs up. And if you're watching this on Apple Podcasts, we could use a good review. We need a lot more of those. You want to keep this format going. Until next time, for Ray Clifford in Marysville, Ohio, I'm Marty Schupek. Ray, what was the name of that bar? Let's give it a plug that uh, the Ohio. Do you remember it? Ray? Slick Whiskers, I think. Slip, slick Whiskers in what town? In, uh, it's it's the north side of Columbus. I guess you'd say it's up around the uh, Polaris or Lewis Center area. It's, it's just north, uh, north of town, uh, north of the outer belt of Columbus. Um, if you're in Ohio, if you're in near Columbus or even Cleveland and you want to have fun and join some jet bands, this group is growing like every week. It's incredible. I might have to make a, uh, yep. a trip out there one, one week if this continues. Slick Whiskers, yes. That's Slick Whiskers. So until next time, this has been Marty Schupek and Ray Clifford.